Hey y'all, hey! Welcome to Thornton's and Vines, where we serve pearls, just not to sign. Y'all, it has been a work. I'm telling you, whenever you find a wave of consistency or like a flow or a routine or a schedule, any of those words, the enemy always tries to bust it up. And I was like, I am determined to stay to my flow. So let's get ready to work because I miss you. Okay, so the last podcast was called um, something like The Perfect Gentleman. And I was just talking about how God is married to us. He's married to the backslider. He's married to us in the sense of he's never leaving. So when we get into this relationship with Christ, we always think that it's, um, well, you know, like a regular relationship. You know, when you get angry, they get angry, we fight and we argue. But the thing that's different about this relationship with Christ is that he never leaves. He never pushes you. He never prods. He doesn't, you know, try to recklessly handle you. He literally lets you take it on your own pace, yet he holds you accountable to your word. So I was just talking about how um, intimacy with God um, can be very, very um, special and how it's very important. But how sometimes in the church we tend to skip intimacy and go straight into God. You can use me. But we get to a point where you're like you're used by God but you still are empty or you're used by God and you still find yourself struggling with everyday life like you don't know how to live a victorious life you don't know how to live a life that's being you know that's totally delivered or um or defending your deliverance um you find yourself what we would call living a double life you're one way in front of the people but then when you go home or when you're around your close friends you're somebody else Uh, and that all happens because we skip intimacy and people often think that God is not concerned with us. He's not concerned with the details of our hearts. But the fact of the matter is, is that he knows the number of hair on our heads. And if he knew us before we were even formed in the womb, he desires that intimacy. And it's us who has to desire him. So today, <clears throat> we're going to talk about intimacy um, a little further. I was in a Bible plan on the Bible app called Intimacy with God. And it really blew my mind. And one of the readings had to do with um, the ebbs and flows. So as we know, when you're in a relationship with anybody, um, you have ebbs and flows of conversation. You have ebbs and flows of the relationship. And there are times where you can just get into a very stale place. So because we're talking about God, we're going to not just refer to it as a relationship, but we're going to talk about, we're going to refer to it as marriage. So in marriage, there are some stale places where, um, you know, you often hear you hit the three-year mark or the seven-year mark, or they have like these um, special indicators of how long your marriage is going to last um, by the world standard because we know the word says what God put together let no man tear asunder and God don't never try to put us with nobody that he wants to break up with that's Bible but I mean huh? who am I um, <laughs> um, we have these indicators so it just goes to show you how it can be very um, not hard but you know it's a it takes commitment it takes commitment to be able to ride out through those stale times. And in the um, devotional, it was comparing it to reading the word of God. So oftentimes when you first get saved, you're, oh, I want to know his word. Oh, God, I got to know how you feel. And then as you grow, um, sometimes you lose that passion. But the thing is, it's not about how... Um, you know, how things go down during those stale times. It's about how you react to those stale times. 
those times in your relationship where it's just not what feels like it should be, when it feels like you don't want to be with them, everything is boring you, like you hear them, but you don't really hear them. Um, you kind of feel like you're doing things out of um, obligation. What do you do in those in those times? And um, it just really, really touched my heart because I had to think about the times in my relationship with Christ where I felt like I was on fire and that I was doing everything that I needed to do. And then there were times where I was just like, oh, God, is you even here? Like, is salvation still a thing? Like, what's up? What's up? What's up? And it came from reading his word. And I always talk about reading his word because it's very important to know what God says about you so that when the enemy tries to feed you lies, you automatically can shut them down. Now, the enemy is the enemy. He will try to use any, not will try, he does use any and everything from your past, from your insecurities, from your own thought processes. So if you are not in your word, the word says to be renewed, I mean, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It is the word of God that changes our mind because you start coming into alignment about what God has said about you. But if you are not in your word, if you are not meditating, if you are not rehearsing, or if you are in your word, but you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to really minister to you through the word, there is a very big difference between you reading the word and it being um, like food to you. You know what I mean? Oh, I read these scriptures today or I memorize these things. But if you don't apply it to your life, if you don't even believe that his word is true, it will not transform you. And that's why I stress the importance of knowing the word of God, because when the enemy comes in, the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. And we often ask, like, what's the standard? The standard is the word of God. The Bible also says to cast down every imagination that exalts itself above the word of God. If you don't know the word of God, you won't know what to cast down. You will believe the lies of the enemy because to us, Pastor Taurus taught us that there are fact-based lies. So they're facts, but they're lies. So yes, I failed that test, but I am not a failure. Now, the flesh in me would say, girl, you don't fail that test about five times. You, you a failure, sis. But no, I am not a failure because his word does not call me that. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm talking about, the ebbs and flows. But also to remember the importance of the word. I don't ever want you to forget anything about that. You have to know the word of God because you have to know what he says and what he thinks about you. Because not only does it reaffirm his love for you, you start to know who you are. A lot of us are walking around doing things and operating in gifts, which are which is cool, which is what he wants us to do. But you don't know your purpose. And at the end of the day, I want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You have finished a course, but I also want to... To know that I left this earth not just spent out, not just poured out, but poured out in the way that he had called me to pour out. You know what I mean? It would suck to get to heaven and know that I made it in by, you know, by way of salvation. But when he gives me, tries to pass me off some crowns of life, I don't earn them because I didn't do what it was he called me to do. I did a work. It wasn't, it just wasn't the work that he called me to do. So. Remember that. <laughs> Back to what we were talking about originally. Um, the ebbs and flows. So uh, reading. So when we first get said, we get excited to read this word. But then sometimes we just get a little stagnant. And you don't want to read the word. You don't find that passion. The difference uh, or the turning point becomes when you make it up in your heart. That I'm not just doing this because I want to memorize these scriptures. I'm doing this because this is my daily bread. So instead of just reading a whole chapter because that's the standard I place myself. I'll read one or two or three scriptures, and I'll meditate on them. I'll call my friends up and be like, let's do a Bible plan together. Let's continue to stir this fire. And 
It just reminds us in our walk with Christ that everything is not going to be hunky-dory. Every You're not going to feel like every day God has dropped something in my spirit. Sometimes there are stale times, but that doesn't mean that you don't keep trying. It doesn't mean that you don't keep being um, persistent and consistent with your seek for God. You have to keep that same seek. And sometimes you just have to change your perspective. There was a time where I would have been like, only read two or three scriptures. That's not God. Like, what's wrong with me? I would have like beat myself down up with, um, or beat myself down with condemnation. And, um, you know, maybe you just shouldn't read it all because you're not doing it right. Like all this other stuff. And God is just like, baby girl, calm down, calm down. Take it day by day. It's the intent of the heart that's the most important. So I just want to remind you of that today. And I also wanted to remind you um, of this other passage that I read because they went hand in hand. So while I was being refreshed on remembering to read the word of God with a passion in my heart, because the fact of the matter is that God is in this for the long haul. It is us who walks away. Now, society teaches us in relationships or even in marriage, uh, if you look at some of the ones that are happening today, that when it hits a hard place, when it hits a stale place and it feels like there's nothing um, that you can do to shift, you walk out. So a lot of times we approach Christianity with God, I'm with you, I'm here for it. And then as soon as it gets dry, um, a little longer than we like to, as soon as it gets more uncomfortable than we like to, society teaches us that it's okay to walk away. That's why we don't confront people that need to be confronted. That's why we're not in things for the long haul. That's why a lot of us shouldn't be calling each other bro and sis because a brother is built for adversity. That means that you are my ride or die. We endure this thing to the end. And a lot of people just don't have endurance endurance in the body of Christ. And I mean, that just, you know, that, that's them. And God is going to do a work because there is a remnant. Oh, Basha, there is a remnant, my God, that is um, ready to endure for the sake of the Lord. But, um... <clears throat> Again, I'm sorry. We're talking about um, society teaches us that it's okay to pull away. So a lot of us, when we get to these places in Christ, we pull away from him instead of running towards him. And that's what God wants to change about us. That's what he wants to us to change within ourselves is that I don't run away from God. I run to him. God, I don't like this place that we're in. I don't like it. I don't like the fact that when I wake up in the morning and I play my, my soaking music and I try to tap into the presence of God, I can't feel you. I don't like that. We run towards him with honesty we take off you know these accolades we take off our titles and we go before him naked in the spirit and say god no i don't like this why is this triggering me what's up (laughs) you mad you good that's how he wants us to come with him and that goes hand in hand with the next topic which is prayer 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 i you would not am not you you could not imagine the amount of people that come to me for prayer because they feel like they can't pray on their own. I just feel like your words are so more eloquent. Eloquent. I just feel like you have so much power. And to be honest, I told this testimony before. I started praying on the mic um, when I was probably like 14 years old. And God literally grew me because um, literally I got on the mic and I felt like it was two minutes. And it ended up being a whole 15 and I was 14. And um, that's just to show you the grace of God and how he uses willing vessels because I just wanted to pray because that's what my pastor wanted us to do um but that's not where my prayer life began because I would only pray or intercede when I was on the mic 
So we had prayer every Saturday morning. Every Saturday morning, I was in the lineup. And that's the only time that I prayed. And it wasn't until I admitted that to my aunt that she was like, uh, shorty, that's not the way to go. You might want to hit them knees and it's your seat on your own time. And I was doing them like, not baby prayers, but you know, when I wake up in the morning, before I go to sleep and before I eat, I was never really spending time with God. And that's what I want to explain to you today or stress you today that prayer is just communication with God. That's all it is. That's all it is. A lot of times I thought I couldn't pray because I wasn't bringing down the thunder and I wasn't sweating or, you know, speaking in tongues, you know, uncontrollably, uncontrollably. And it's just communication. And it's important for us to have a consistent prayer life because it teaches you the nature of God. The more time you spend with somebody, you learn them. You learn their character. You know their ebbs and their flows. You know when they want to talk or when they don't. You know their kindness. You know the way that they think towards you. That's because you built intimacy. You built a bond. And when we lack prayer, we can only go by our perceived notions of what we think of God. But a lot of times the way that we think of God is thwarted. Because a lot of us used to think that God was just like this judge and executioner. Oh, you sin? Hell! hellbound you're going to hell and it's really like my grace <laughs> it's not like that and a lot of us just have a warped view of how god really of, of who god really is and how he really operates because we have a lack of knowledge of the word because we do not spend time with god and i was reading this passage and it just really blessed me because it's, it was talking about how the enemy often fights us in our mind and he often wins these battles with us um everyday battles um in our spiritual walk because we don't know the nature of god and because we don't know his nature we often assume that he thinks the worst of us and it's not in his will and it's not in his way. Um, it says prayer connects us with the reality of God. It familiarizes us with his character, intentions and thoughts. It helps us experience his presence during trouble and pain. It builds the foundation of our identity. There are so many people walking around wondering what their identity is and it's built in your intimacy with God. It is the familiar, I'm sorry, it is the familiarity with God's nature that comes from a lifestyle of prayer that makes us indestructible. When you know God, when you don't know just, a, you know, just about him, when you don't know just the stories of him, but you know him because he's been intimate with you. You know, without a shadow of doubt that without God, you are nothing because you've been in places and you literally seen the hand of God move in your life. It's in knowing who he is and how he operates that makes us indestructible. So we used to sing a song that says, you can't make me doubt him. I know too much about him. I know it was the blood for me. And the thing is, is like we used to sing that as children because, you know, it's an old school song. But like as I grew up, I began to sing that thing from the depths of my soul. You cannot make me doubt him because I know too much. You cannot make me doubt God when it comes to healing because I know that when my sister was struggling with his with her pregnancy, God held his hand over her womb. I know too much about him. Or there's this other song. I really love the Lord. I love him. I love him. I really love the Lord. And it goes, you don't know what he's done for me. He gave me the victory. I love him. I love him. I really love the Lord. Lord, you hear the organ in the background. Time, time, time. 
but I began to sing these songs because it became a reality because the enemy will not just the enemy but everyday life this world does not serve the Lord we the vessels do we the people who are called by his name do so situations happen life happens I'm not trying to get preachy speechy on you life happens people hurt words are said you know everything tries to change your belief in the God that you serve but when you know him when you love him because the fact of the matter is nobody can tell your testimony like you can tell it nobody can and when you know who he is when you know his nature and his character even in situations that you think that he has his hand on and it seems like think the enemy is just infiltrating it that you start questioning god like did you really give me this marriage because it's falling apart and i'm fasting and i'm praying so i don't know what you want but if you want a return policy you should have wrote that in the scripture because you got me fighting for a marriage that don't seem like it's coming together but when you know the nature of god all things work together for him that love that love him all things were together for the good there is something in this thing that god is trying to refine me in you have to know his nature and that comes by knowing his word and that comes by prayer the two work hand in hand the two work hand in hand so i just want to encourage you if you are in an ebb and flow in your relationship with christ if you are in an ebb and flow in your prayer life continue to press continue to press if you find yourself in prayer and you don't know what words to say a prayer of supplication god i thank you god i thank you i bless your name god i don't have nothing else to say because i don't even have it but god i i love you give him you know prayers of thanksgiving worship him in spirit and in truth and uh, and go before the not go before god but you know ask the holy spirit to help you to go before your father the Holy Spirit is a keeper. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. Honey, child, boo-boo, kitty, hear me. The Holy Spirit is a teacher and he's eager because he knows the mysteries of God. He's eager for you to grow in the spirit. He's eager. And I want to encourage you to do these things um, with, uh, I don't want to say swiftness, but to do these things because you want more of him. Because the earth is waiting for you. The earth. This earth is waiting for you to stand up in your rightful place. And I know a lot of times we skip intimacy to go straight into works. And yes, lives are transformed. People are delivered. All this good stuff. And it's for the glory of God. But I want you. I want you, the person that's being used, to be intact. I want your prayer life to be strong. I want your intimacy with Christ to be strong. So that when the enemy comes to attack you, you're able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. There's nothing worse because I've been there and I can testify for you to be able to pray heaven down. See people freed, chains broken, demons cast out for you to go home feeling empty. Because after you've been used, you don't have an intimate, uh, intimate relationship with God. All you know is performance. I know what it's like to sing, and I'm not the best singer, as y'all just heard, but to be able to be anointed to sing and have atmosphere shifted, people being delivered, the power of God falling and going home the same way. Because I believe he could do it for others, but not for me because I don't have the intimacy. I don't know his nature. And I was starting to see God out of a warped view because in my life, 
all the men and i think of god as a male figure and a lot of people think of um, god as a woman but for me he's a male figure and all the men in my life used me for something not necessarily my body but used me for my influence used me for my connections used me for my gifts so when i got into that sunken place it was like God is going to use me because he wants his people's hearts to be changed. But he doesn't really care about me. And the enemy began to torment me with that. But as soon as I got back into my word, not just to read, but to know him. And got back my intimacy in prayer where I wasn't just praying strongholds down for people. But I was praying for me, myself. <laughs> it's not my brother or my sister. Oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It is me. It is me standing in the need of prayer. My life completely shifted. So again, I want to encourage you, stick it out. Know his nature so that you can be indestructible. Before we go into prayer, there's a song that um, ministers to me. And it's called Reckless Love. And it says, there's no shadow you won't light up. Mountain you won't climb up. Coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down. Lie you won't tear down. Coming after me. And that's just exactly how God's love is towards us. There's no shadow he won't light up. There's no mountain he won't climb up. There's no lie he will not tear down coming after us. Gracious Father, we thank you. We thank you for today's teaching. We thank you, oh God, that you are in it for the long haul. We thank you that you will never leave us nor forsake us. We thank you that you are not like man, that you are not like us, but God, that you love us wholly and completely, even in the mess that we are in, even in the state of our hearts. God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, oh God, because you are so loving and so kind towards us. So, Father God, today we come before you on behalf of my brothers and sisters that are listening to this podcast on today that desire intimacy that have hit a stale place in their relationship with you that have hit a stale place in reading their word father god we ask you to reignite the passion for your word god not just to read not just to memorize but god to know who you are we send the holy spirit to send fire to their stomach oh god god that they will be able to read your word with such um reverence oh god and such desire to know more about you oh god so they can know your nature so that they can know your thoughts so that they can tear down every lie that the enemy has spoken over them we come against word curses now in the name of jesus god we thank you for the deliverance that is happening we thank you oh god for the people that you are sending their ways oh god that will encourage them to grow in knowing who you are. God, we pray for those who have lost their prayer life. We pray for those, oh God, who don't know which way to go in their prayer life, who don't have the words. We ask, oh God, to let them humble themselves before you, oh God, and to ask the Holy Spirit to guide them, that they will know you, that they will know your nature, that they will know you, God, not just for who you are, not just for what you, not just for what you do, but who you are to them. That they will not rely on the testimonies of their aunts and uncles and their mothers and fathers. But God, that they will have a personal encounter with you to know that you are the true and living God. The one that we get to choose to serve each and every day. I thank you for a refreshing in the prayer room. I thank you for a refreshing in their prayer life. I thank you, God, that they are going to know more about you so that they can be diligent. Oh God, that they, oh God can go forth oh god and to have a lifestyle behind the scenes that supports the lifestyle that they have in front of the people that they will be indestructible that they will not believe the lies of the enemy that they will not fall prey to his traps but god that they will have the spirit of discernment to cover them because they know your nature they know your voice and they know that you are there to endure to the end 
We thank you. We give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to Thorns and Vines, where we serve pearls, just not swine. I love you guys so much. I want you to be free. I want you to be free and not to be afraid of those stale places in God, but that you continue the course and that you break societal norms in the kingdom of God and you continue to run towards him and that your prayer lifestyle will continue to grow and to flourish so that you can know him for who he is and build the intimacy that is needed. I'm so thankful for you and I'm so thankful that you're doing this walk with me. I love you. Have a great week. Bye-bye.